Hello and welcome to In Discovery We Trust, a Star Trek Discovery podcast. Kevin, will you take my hand? Uh, no thanks, trying to quit. Good luck to you. And you're married. Before we start today, I have to issue a statement. Oh boy. Alright, stop it, stop it, stop it. Jesus. What is a statement? Is this about to, is this to discuss your, is this to discuss your uh, infrastructure plan? To anyone that was offended or hurt by my comments last week, I apologize. Wait, what? Data is very impressive. <laughs> he is an advancement for Starfleet and showed its willingness to embrace new life and new life forms. <laughs> it was brought to my attention that Discovery does not in fact have a robot as a crew member, but in fact a augmented alien, meaning an alien that has had robot parts added to her. This in no way takes the specialness away from Data. Can you stop with the paper rattling? Long live the Federation. Why did you read that like a robot? <laughs> so, there. Okay, we, I looked into it. And <laughs> Data is still very impressive. However! <laughs> I'm Sorry. However, I mean, the thing is, there was an early point in the show where some of the people involved with the show were saying that she was an android. And I think someone realized, wait a minute. can't do that. Right. That will take away from Data. So, there we are. She's an augmented alien. But that augmented alien, even if she was an android... Why couldn't she have been an early version of it? Because she doesn't look human. She still looks like a... Well, that's just a... They have to put some latex skin on her. She looked like Data. Right, but Data looks more human than she does. That's that's the advancement, she... I guess. Well, but it isn't, because she's an augmented alien. Ugh. So, get that cleared up. Now, on with the episode. Oh, God. Season finale here. This is it. This is the whole enchilada. Episode 15, it's finally, wow, it's finally over. Like I said, I think I said it last time, it felt like the show was never going to get here, and then now that it did, it just went by way too fast. Yeah, yeah. especially the fact that it has teased us with this ending, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, promised us more to come. It teased us with this, well, first let me say, you know, when you, when you, it's 15 episodes in total this season, and so much happened in such a short span of time. Yeah, and as we talk about so much, the show went through so many iterations of yeah. being very different. Now it's on to another iteration that seems like it's going to be All right. standard Trek. So I guess the first thing to discuss, it seems to be the first thing that we want to discuss, is that ending. Well. That last 90 seconds. I think we should hold when, off. On the when the prettiest girl in the galaxy came to the ball. <sighs> It's very old-fashioned to call ships her. They still do it in Trek, though. So, um, 
Yeah, I think we should hit that, save that till the end, because oh. I think it, the way it works, it it's interesting. Yes. But we got to put it in context. Uh, context is for kings. And we are kings. Yes. It's also an episode title. All right. Um, so let's look at the framing device of this episode. Okay. Which is um, Michael and her story about the old general who says that tomorrow in battle you will know fear. Mm. How will I know fear? speaks fast and loud how do i defeat fear and then leaves it be and then we don't find out how you defeat fear until the very end right um so that sets us up and then we going we're going into battle yep Giorgio has a plan yeah. now the thing that surprised me here is the <clears throat> amount of unsupervised leeway they gave to this mirror Giorgio. yeah okay take the ship take an away team go to the Kronos, very uh, trusting mm-hmm. of her. I kept yeah. expecting a double cross. Well, we kind of got one. I mean, well, not a double cross, but she had her own ideas. Uh, well, it seems like, though, the Admiral was in on those ideas. Yeah. So th- her plan was not to um, attack Kronos, but to destroy Kronos. I mean, she had her own ideas, but I feel like the Admiral was like, yeah, whatever, that works too. Go ahead. Yeah. 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 It, the it, corrupt admirals is all the Trek seems to have. That's why you don't want to become an admiral. You become corrupt. Oh. I, Look at the history. Kirk went how many, back. How many, how many good admirals can you name uh, that weren't uh, screwed up Archer. in some ways? I can assume Archer was not screwed up. Is that yes, but we don't see him become an admiral. Right. So we can just imagine yes. that he's the perfect admiral. Yeah. Um, well, all right. Here's a fun discussion point. Okay. Was Would that have been okay? To destroy Konos, knowing that the Klingons were going to destroy and enslave Earth. It's sort of an ethics debate, but... No. I don't think it would have been okay. Because I think that it kind of ties into what there was, what Burnham was saying to the Admiral on the bridge much later on. Yes. About Starfleet losing its way. Right. And it also reminds me... You, as a big Enterprise fan, during the Zindi crisis, there were multiple times when they were presented with the opportunity to annihilate many Zindi. And Archer kept saying, no, because if we do that, we're going to be the people that, we're going to seem like the people they think we are, and that's not who we are. Yeah, well stated. Yeah. Um, So I think they're staying true to the ideals of what Starfleet is. You know, we can't lose who we are. We can't lose ourselves right and they certainly do for a time yeah because we have Giorgio even saying on the bridge very much keeping with the whole fascist idea of her is that um she totally dehumanizes the enemies when she says the klingon she calls it the klingon Attili calls it the klingon homeworld that animals don't have homes yeah oh that was great yeah so this idea yeah you keep your enemy less than human or less than you know whole people yeah. and then you're able to destroy them. What did you think of her beating the shit out of Laurel? I was a little um underwhelmed. Yeah. Because it seemed weak mm-hmm. for what well, Laurel Mirror was tied Universe up. and Laurel Mirror was... Universe torture. Laurel was tied up too. Right. But so she couldn't really defend herself. Well yeah, that's why it was great. Yeah. But it seems like mirror universe torture 
is next level. Mm-hmm. And like, I could have come up with that <clears throat> torture idea. But she Punch has, her in the face. Well, kick yes, her. But she has no access to an agony booth. That's true. But, that you point. know, you figure like, well, I don't know. She could have ripped off her fingernails or like pulled teeth without Novocaine. She could have like gouged out eyeballs. Maybe. She could have cut off t- toes. I don't know. Something. She's not chasing Voorhees for crazy to cry out loud. Well, you know, yeah. I mean, she's, she's, she, I figured she would be a better interrogator than just punch her. But, yeah. So. Um... Yeah, like, I kind of feel like Lorel being on the ship like that. Maybe it's just me, but I feel like it didn't really go anywhere. Yeah, it's true. They it would have went somewhere if they got the information from her, but they didn't. Well, yeah. so if <clears throat> it went somewhere, which I still don't get or agree with, but it went yeah. somewhere in that they were able to end the war by putting Lorel back on Konos and having her reunite the. Houses, right, which then somehow ended the war in an unclear way. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I just feel like they could they could have done more with it. I just don't know what. Yeah. Uh. So. Yeah, and even in that ending, you would think that maybe she would have at least indicated that she had gained some respect for Starfleet. Right. But there was no indication that she did. No. She seemed more overwhelmed. Like, what? Really? You're doing this? All right. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that would have been neat to have, like, if they came to some actual mutual respect for each right. other. And they never really got there. Yeah, I thought it, maybe it would have ended the war that way. There would have been some kind of, like, understanding between the two. Right. I mean, how many times did somebody go in front of that force field in the brig? Whether it's the Admiral or Burnham or Giorgio demanding some kind of answers or something. And she just doesn't give them. And it was just the same sort of song yeah. and dance over and over again. Yeah. How does this war end? It doesn't. And it was weird that it, it almost the opposite happened. She kept confirming their beliefs about Klingons, that they are unfeeling, yep. uh, just killing machines. Oh, yeah. She confirmed it over and over and over, and then they let her go. Away with, and, and I'm sure you have a note on it, but not to, I hope I'm not jumping ahead, and with Tyler, strangely enough. Like, yeah. it was getting odd with that. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, so... <laughs> Yeah, so they, they take the away team as part of the plan. They Oh, uh, great ship scene of the ship. Uh, I want to say leaping, but I don't know. I'm getting quantum leap in here. Jumping to <laughs> to Kronos. Yeah. And landing inside the cavern, and because of the gravity, suddenly in the gravity yeah. of a planet, and it's all wobbly. Yeah, if that had been the other shows, it would have just appeared, and that would have been fine. Like, yeah, that's great. It's like that it's sort of like slight attention to detail. Yeah, that yeah. The, suddenly the gravity would change everything. Yeah. So that was really cool. Yeah. Uh, so then, this is again, the, the fact that they're giving Giorgio a lot of leeway. They give her, you know, full leadership of the away team also. Mm-hmm. She gets to pick the crew, pick yep. the plan, everything like that. Um, interesting that there's an Orion outpost on Kronos. Yeah. They called it a an ambassador outpost? Yep. Yeah, an ambassador outpost. I mean, the Orion Syndicate, I'm going to assume, will do things, does things. Or they're probably, I, I can see them like being contract workers for the Klingon Empire to do stuff for them. Yeah. I mean, you do stuff for us, and we'll let you keep an outpost over here. Yeah, I could see that. Because it was strange to think of that as an ambassador outpost, because yeah. it would seem to be a hive I mean, of scum and villainy. Because even on um, Enterprise, I mean... Some of the Orions try to turn Archer over to the Klingons for money. Right. Yeah, they're very mercenary. Yeah. So. 
Yeah. Um, They've got some kind of deal with the Klingons, I think, so, yeah. Right, it makes sense, I guess. The Klingons would want to trade also, and it could be a good place to trade with mm-hmm. other planets and whatnot. Um, uh, and they've got, and they've got, they've got hot girls. Sorry, but they do. Hot guys, too. Yeah. I mean, right? Uh, and um, George O took advantage of both. Mm-hmm. Uh, for, you know, for her shore leave, if you will. Yeah. Good for her. Good for her. Um, so, the, the, also, that was one of the first of Tilly's many... Uh, I like Tilly back in the comic relief role that she's in. Yeah. So when she first realizes it's Giorgio from the uh, Mirror Universe, she comes in, she's all gushing. Oh, Giorgio, I've heard so much about you. You're so great. And then once she realizes it's the Empress, she gives this very half-hearted um, uh, Terran salute. Yeah. <laughs> when it's like sort of yeah. halfway and like, up. No, not here. But doesn't she like, but doesn't she say something like, that's the Emperor, that's Empress, or that's Emperor Giorgio or something like that, right? Yeah. Doesn't she, yeah. And then gives a the little salute. Yeah. <laughs> that was really funny. <laughs> Um, and then on the on the Klingon um, on the Tilly so much. on the planet, she's also comic relief as she's with guarding the drone that we think yep. it's a drone right now, and uh, with um, Clint Howard, Baylock himself. Yeah, that was really fun from the Corvomite maneuver, and also a weird homeless guy on Deep Space Nine. Yep, past tense part two, and um, you know he shows up in a lot of Trek. Yeah, he shows up in all of his brother's films. Ron Howard's brother. Supposedly he's going to be in Solo somewhere, so oh, keep your eyes open. Uh, if you, you're not going to see it, so no, nope. have no interest. Um, but then Clint, uh, you'll Till- be going Solo to that one. The hat. Tilly does drugs, uh, which is funny. Another yeah. nice little Tilly moment uh-huh. where she t- turns to him and says, "Do you think I got enough?" And then I don't out. remember if he did. Did he mention and did he mention a beverage called Tranya? No. Damn. Because that. that's what his character on the original series offers Kirk. Oh yeah, no. This was try like, some Tron. Yeah, he wants some. This was oh, that like been great. opium or something. It yeah. really knocked Tilly out. Yeah, and then it's great when she wakes up. He's trying to saw the, yep. trying to cut the thing off of her, and Tilly doesn't really even care. But that's when Tilly figures out what the plan is, right? Which is to blow up the planet by using the volcanoes that are still active. Yeah, which is, I mean. Obviously, from a, from a, somebody who knows the franchise well, we knew that that wasn't going to happen. They weren't going to destroy the Klingon homeworld, so they did. They would have proves that we're not Abrams verse freakout. Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, but I like the idea that that's how they got the houses to kind of unite, as it were. Well, I don't because you don't. I don't like that. That's oh. how they got the houses to unite. All right. Well, that makes one of us. <laughs> Here's why. Because I felt like. They had the plan to blow it up. Yep. Starfleet was going to do it. Great. Then Michael convinces the Admiral that it's not that's not Starfleet. It's not what we do. Great. Yep. Fine. Yep. Then they show up in the caverns with Giorgio and Laurel, and they say, Laurel, here's the detonator. Go unite the houses. And then they leave. Yeah. And then the houses unite, and they all fly back. Under from- duress. Well, yeah, under duress, but I, I, yeah. I didn't buy it. Is she just gonna for the rest of her life stand there with the button, being like, "You guys unite, unite, unite"? I mean, and if she becomes their leader, do you think that thing is sitting there all, you know, the whole time? Um, I don't know. I don't know. You know what would have been? I'll tell you this. This is what would have been cool to me if they weren't on Kronos, but if they were on the Klingon moon Praxis, which is the moon that blows up at the beginning of Star Trek Six. And that thing was under there until the beginning. Until then, and somebody <laughs> actually blows it up, and that's what causes oh, okay. the planet to explode in the first oh, place. Fun. Yeah, um, yeah. I just didn't fully buy that. Her threatening that. First off, 
um, I don't know. She just shows up in front of all the houses that already kind of hate her, I think. Yeah. And say, I have this thing that's going to blow up the planet. First off, they just believe her. Mm. Second off, wouldn't it have been easier just to say like, oh, this is so great. Yeah, you're a leader now. And then as soon as she gets close, kill her and take the detonator. <laughs> it just seems like I there mean, were so many holes in that plan. Yeah, but it was also kind of like Hoshi Sato resting control of the Empire with the Defiant. I have this weapon. I'm the Empress now. Yeah. I have this powerful ship. But she had, she had a crew. She had a crew that did. was loyal to her, whereas yeah, Laurel did. had nothing. She had nothing. I guess maybe though that's Kuvma. She, ha- I mean, she, she had the has, legacy she of has the, Kuvma. I know what you're saying. Like She has the power to destroy the whole planet, but you were saying before we started recording, you're like, well, she's got to take a nap. How's she going to get that thing away from anybody? <laughs> yes. She can't have the button constantly. So, I don't know. Well, I, she'll probably, you know, she'll probably, from her house specifically maybe, have people loyal to her. That's true. That's true. I just would have liked to have seen the hatching of that plan a little more. Right. So, like... Michael and the Admiral Well, with me, I'm thinking to myself, is that really going to keep the Empire in line? I mean, I would think at some point there are going to be some Klingons who try to go find it and disarm it or something like that. Like, go down and try to disarm it. And then plus, what was the conversation that was, we need to unite the houses, and then how did that make the jump to, also, let's call back all our ships that are just about to take Earth? Because it shows all the ships turning around. They, I mean, they could have, because, yeah, because in in, in a way, it could have effectively ended at a stalemate it's like well you're going to destroy your own planet our planet but we're also going to destroy yours right granted in, the klingon in, one would chronos would have been much faster yes it would in true cold war um mutually assured destruction style that would have been an interesting that's way actually a really good point mutual yeah but that would have been a really good way to end that would have been really good yeah they could have been approaching earth and they could have said uh you know we have this means to blow up your planet stop where you are Yep. Or Kronos gets it. Yeah. But we got what we got, and I didn't fully understand. I almost would have preferred... I mean, and that would have played more into the whole, like, you know, U.S.-Soviet Cold War thing. Right. Back then. But... Which I, which is strange, because I sort of felt like that wasn't the analogy going on here. Here it was no. more terrorism, because they kept yeah. painting the Klingons as, as this... The way... Certain people talked about terrorism in the earlier 2000s, and even now, I guess, as, well, they hate us because they hate our lifestyle, and they'll never stop, and they just want to kill us, and there's no reasoning with them, there's no logic behind it, they just want to kill us, and they'll do anything to destroy our way of life, because that's just their very essence and reason for being. Maybe, but for me, as a viewer, like, I never really fully felt the Klingon threat. I was thinking about that after the episode, like, I, I know that was sort of the the arc of the whole season but i never really sort of i wasn't nervous even when they got back from the mirror universe uh i mean i think it's because the maybe because the klingons have been adversaries for so long that and i maybe because i know what happens on later shows and i eventually know that they become our allies you know close allies but no i i i don't know i never really felt the threat of yeah. the Klingons hanging over me as if you were watching the show. Yeah. Yeah. Was it like um, Rogue One stealing the Death Star plans? You never really thought like, oh, maybe they're going to not grab him. Because you know what happens. You know I know like, what happens. I, I, I don't know. It's, I never really, I just, I didn't feel the, I, yeah, I didn't feel the threat of the Klingons throughout the uh season. I didn't until after they came back and then they were approaching Earth. Yeah. I was thinking about how you had the big threat of the Borg early on then you also had the threat of the dominion 
Granted, they were sort of new aliens. But the Klingons, to me, haven't really been threatening since the original series movies. Before mm. they became our allies. They were always sort of like the... They were just kind of the stereotypical, disgusting, slimy bad guys. Yeah, they're just bad. That's yeah, whole... but I never really felt them as this sort of overwhelming, invading, unstoppable force. Well, when I saw that all the bases had been destroyed and they were yeah. closing in on Earth, I felt it. Yeah, I never did. But mainly because they told me to feel it. You know, the yeah. old... The old um... Advice about I mean, maybe I writing, a, right? Show, don't tell. So they kind of maybe told. I got a little bit of that in yesterday's Enterprise in the alternate timeline, but, you know, it was, an, it was an alternate timeline, so I just, yeah, I don't know. Like, I never really got the sense of the Klingons being so much of a threatening force on this show. Yeah, yeah but it was, I'm surprised it was just it was because when, for me. when they showed that map... Yeah. And they had all the red everywhere that was the Klingons. I mean, even when they, way back when they announced that this whole, the first season's going to focus on a, a war with the Klingons, I was kind of like, and the Klingons are going to be a big part of the thing. I'm like, eh, okay, I guess. Yeah. But I mean, I whatever. thought it worked because it, it was the main thrust, but it wasn't. Yeah. Our main thrust really was Michael and the crew and... Well, that's the other thing, because they... That. I said to you multiple times throughout the recording of this podcast that... We never really saw Discovery. Like, even when you, we had the episode with Mud Magic to make the sanest man go mad. Tyler's giving a toast in the, in the mess hall during that um, during that party, during the disco night they're having. And he's saying, like, you know, to all the people we've lost and all the people on the front lines. And I told you, like, I never got a sense of that. Like, like yes, I remember the Battle of the Binary Stars, but, like, I never right. got a sense of... Yeah. how bad it is it's like true. we heard not, about the war we heard about the war but we never really saw it yeah and then, it's different on deep space yeah. you you saw the dominion war and the very strange thing was remember there was those two episodes where one was like we're winning the war and then the very next episode the klingons are winning the war like we just got told that at the start of each episode it was it was when the when they um uh cracked the klingon cloaking code at pavo Yes. In, um, I forgot all about that. In, in How much po- has happened in, in into the, the forest I go, and so that's when they wound up in the mirror universe. And even though the war didn't officially really end, you were like, "Oh, well, it's probably leading to its conclusion." So it feels like it's coming yeah. to a close. And okay, now we're going to move on to the yeah, next. It's true. We didn't thing. see enough. I wonder if maybe that was budget. Maybe. And so Special when they and so when they got what? back and they said the Klingons are winning, I was like, "Wait, what? I thought it was over." Yeah, I thought they were winning. Yeah, yeah very strange. But you know that wasn't. Like I said, that wasn't what this season was about. The season was about Burnham. The yep. season was about the Lorca situation. The mm-hmm. season was about the... Um, I keep wanting to call the character Anthony Rapp. Stamets. Yes, it was about Stamets and uh-huh. his journey. Right. Um, yeah, so it was, really wasn't about the action. Right. Yeah, I guess. I the mean, action drove the characters. And, you know, as everybody will... Fans will. I'm using this new word all the time now. As fans will decree, Star Trek is not a war show, but <laughs> you know, I don't know if Trek does war very well. In all honesty, because um, it's not what it's about. Yeah, no, it's not the best. I mean, when yeah. I feel that when this show was at its best, it was when they were at war, but they were struggling with the ethical. Um, yeah, and I choices, that and I know that, I, and I know that as a co-host here, I delve a lot into Trek's past, but when you look at in the pale moonlight from Deep Space Nine, and oh, Cisco's wrestling episode. with Such a how to episode. bring the Romulans into the into the war, and he does something, and you know it's often cited as like the darkest episode of the entire franchise. Um, but I love the fact that he's sort of wrestling with, wrestling with this moral 
debate within himself. And then at the end, he just basically says, you know, I lied, I cheated, I'm an accessory to murder, I bribed other men to cover the crimes of other men. Yeah. And he's like... But he feels he had to do it. But he's like, but the most damning thing of all is I think I can live with it. And if I have to do it all over, if I had to do it all over again, I would. Yeah. Yeah. That's why... A guilty guilty conscience is, is a small price to pay for the safety of the Alpha Quadrant. And he's like, so I will learn to live with it. Right. It's, it's, yeah. So, you know, Burnham would not have, could have had a little talk with, with him because yeah. Burnham would have given her speech that she gave in this episode and said, it's not worth it. Yeah. Whereas I'm sure that, um, in that situation, perhaps he would have gone for the Kronos destruction plan. Well, and that was to, to me, to classic that. Trek to see that sort of, yeah. debate between each other i mean i mean in the past it hasn't really been between starfleet officers but yeah but it was yeah. interesting to see in that side that he came down on the side that we see as sort of the not the starfleet way not the yeah. federation way yeah whereas here we we came down on the starfleet way which i think makes sense because this is early and starfleet is establishing the starfleet way. it was it was burnham saying we can't lose sight of who we are you know i was expecting her to say we can't stop being like human or something like that yeah but they didn't want to be species. I know, I know, I know. Because, uh, yeah. They didn't want to be racist. Yeah, all the Kelpians yeah. would be like, I'm right here! I just remember when the motion picture ended. Standing it's, right here! I remember here. when the motion picture in Star Trek 3 ended. The motion picture it said the human adventure is just beginning. The human adventure is continuing. It's like, well, Spock's an alien. Right. Well, he's half human, but still. Yeah, still. It's, yeah. I, I, yeah, I know what you mean. It's garbage. Human supremacy. Yeah, not cool. <laughs> not cool. That's very Terran. Very right? not cool. Yeah, yeah. Very, very not cool Terran. Um... Yeah, so I, I, it's funny. As we were going through, we sort of thought, like, this is different than other Star Trek. This is its own thing. Mm-hmm. But by tackling these kind of ethical issues, even though it wasn't as on, like, on the nose as a lot of the, say, Next Generation episodes, when they deal with ethical issues, you sort of get the sense, like, oh, okay, here's an ethics episode. Right. Whereas here, it was sort of woven throughout, and I think it, it worked pretty well. Here's, here's an and there's actually an episode called Ethics. <laughs> Seriously? Here's a, yes. Okay. Here's yeah. an ethics episode. So literally, <laughs> here's an ethics episode. Um, yeah, and so and I don't know what the deal is with Tyler sort of going off like that. So I don't know if we'll ever see him again. That was really weird. It was really really strange. Two. Yeah. I can't be of help to each. I can't be of help to either side. So I'll be of help to both. But he went with her. Right, he went with her. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, one other thing with Tyler. <laughs> they went away, like, holding hands, practically. Yeah. Another thing with Tyler, uh, it was interesting to find out how much punching is involved with Klingon gambling. Yeah. <laughs> there was a lot of punching. Yeah. Every bet, a good punch, which I guess makes sense. What if Tyler becomes Darwin in tr- Trouble with Rules? I speak the guy who is undercover as a klingon what if oh. that what if they change his name and that's who he becomes i don't think he'd be alive it's a lot later no it's like 10 years later it's like oh, oh yeah, years yeah. Later. okay yeah i thought you i was some reason i was thinking of the deep space nine no well back. he's alive then too yeah yeah he's a klingon we don't know how old they get yeah well maybe they just perfected the yeah maybe. bone grafting or whatever it was uh tyler's arc to me was interesting but i'm not really sorry to see him go i won't lie no, I feel they went yeah. far enough with that. I mean, I could have seen him staying and having that be as a crew member just because we've gotten to know him. If, right. You know, it could have been around. But well, I mean, you had on your notes there, Tyler being creepy. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. It's a, 
So I, I, I made it very known that I didn't like the scene last week between Tyler and um, no. Burnham. And then this week, I did not like Tyler's creepy line of, <clears throat> I'm going to miss looking at you. Was, what the fuck was he, Bruce Wayne? I get, though, that it, it, it was it was supposed to be, like, romantic in this, like, hot and sexual way, maybe. But yeah. it didn't didn't land with me. I'm going to miss looking at you. It sounds really creepy. Yeah, he's, no, he sounds like uh, Batman is what he's making it sound like. Well, I, I'm, I'm maybe adding that to creep it up, but... I'm gonna miss looking at you. <sighs> I look at you all the time. Uh, but you know, he's. he's well, he is pretty. Two, he, is, he is pretty two faced. Oh, nice. I enjoyed that one myself. Woo! <laughs> yeah, he's infatuated with her. Yeah. He really is into it, into her, so. Yeah. He's gonna miss looking at her, so that's. You know, he's gonna live with that. He's gonna look at Laurel. Well, I'm not gonna miss looking at him, so. Um, he's gonna have plenty of time to look at Laurel, so he's all set. That and also now you got Empress Giorgio, Emperor Giorgio, running around now. Like, what the hell's up with that? Right. So I was very surprised at that, also because you know she's just gonna. So she's gonna come back, maybe. Maybe potentially. Or I would like to see her become like a space pirate of some kind that they encounter. You know, not someone that well, could raise an empire, raise an army, and take out the Federation, but kind of just go around and like raise havoc. With I'm the surprised crew. that she's not like anxious to go back to where she came from maybe she feels like she can get a fresh start around here and be sort of like yeah or know. maybe she'll try to figure out a way to go back i mean she basically has a clean slate yeah because they can't hold her responsible for what she did over there because it's not right. the same right but it's like but does the admiral know about this like clean yeah that was remember that that um I that was the deal said. the admiral was the one who made the deal with her what did she say she said um you will get your freedom if you help us win this war and that's why when Michael went down oh, into the cavern, right. she said, "Give like we're not blowing up the planet. You still get your freedom." And she gave her that little hologram. And she right. Looked at it and she said, okay. Okay. Well, I must have been biting into my slice of pizza and didn't hear it. <laughs> so yeah, um, she is free to roam around. I, I, I hope we see her. I can't imagine we wouldn't. We won't see her again. Yeah. Yeah. But like I said, I want to see her as a space pirate. Yeah. Raising hell. To see, I'm trying to see where she can fit into the latest shows. Like, does it? You know, is there any sort of like moment where that, like, oh, that could have been Giorgio? But I don't know. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I don't know about that. Um. So, yeah. Then we get to blow it up. Let's unite. Everybody flies home. And then yep. we're back at... Uh, and we get to see Earth, really, for the first time we on the show. We get to see Earth. We get to see Earth. Now, this to me, I, I, I gotta say, and not to say that the other, the rest, the other parts of the show didn't feel like this, but with everything kind of tightened up into, tied up into a nice sort of bow, mm-hmm. Burnham's reinstated. Yes. Which happened sooner than I thought it would. Yeah, you got she got everything wiped. Her everything wiped because of her brain. Everything is Which seemed reasonable to me. Yep. Um everything is you know, everything's good. Everything's everybody's happy. Now to me, watching it, I'm like, now I feel like I'm watching Star Trek. Like really like and I'm not I'm not saying like it never felt like that before, but like right. oh like it kind of what I mean by that is a friend and I were talking the other day about how uh, the first two episodes of the show, mm. when they're on the Shenzo, we were like, yeah, Discovery's great, but it's like, I want to watch that show. That, yeah. That's a, that's like, it seems know, like now we, we set like, up that That's show. what I want to see. So it feels like, but I feel like we're now back to that. Yeah, we set up that show right now. now. Yeah. Which is, and even just the way it ended. Yeah. Which, you know, I mean, all right, we're going to a planet because we got to do a thing and oh, here's a... Distress emergency call. distress right, call exactly that's a classic like, episode setup everything was good like uh and, and by the way like i won't you know lie when they were having that when they were having that ceremony for the crew when they were giving the medals and stamets was holding 
Culper's medal in his hand. Yeah. God. Oh, it got fucking, you. It got me nice. a little bit. Yeah, yeah, that was nice. Yeah. That was very nice. That was touching. Yeah. So Very touching. But it was nice that they actually had that. And yeah. Even when, like, when Burnham was sort of giving her speech and they were, like, panning around the uh, yeah. crowd, I'm like, all right. Kirk's probably Kirk's in there somewhere, right? Like he's, and I'm like looking for like Admiral Archer with his walker it's in the back. <laughs> um, yeah, so I really liked. Also, her speech there got me because I was, you know, I mean, that's always what gets me in these kind of things. This is why I like Star Trek. This is why I like, you know, superhero comics because right. it's this idea of what do we do? How do we defeat fear? We tell it no. Yeah. We will not take shortcuts. We will not break rules that protect us from our like darkest impulses. Mm-hmm. We will not allow desperation to destroy our moral authority. Now, it also seems as if I think they were um, being uh, politically timely, do you think? Oh, yeah. To, to think? <laughs> yes, okay. very much so. Yeah. Yeah, it seemed like that was a politically timely message. Well, even right? when Burnham was giving, was having the argument with Cornwall, like I kind of felt the same way. Like, uh, you know, yeah, I kind of got the same sense. Like, we can't lose sight of. Like, I follow Bernie Sanders on Facebook, and it sounds like she, you know, and he, he says things like, you know, we can't forget who we are as Americans. We, you know, this is not the American way. Da, 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 as he yeah. disagrees with the current administration, and I'm like, this kind of sounds like the same type of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do not, do not allow whatever it is, fear of whatever to, to just allow you to abandon your ideals. Right. Exactly. Yep. Because it's an easy thing to do. That's why this comes up in fiction so much. It's Mm -hmm. it's a very easy thing to do. Um, I really like that. She said, we will be the torchbearer because the torchbearer comes from Tukuvma's speeches to the, um, to the, the Klingon. So, you know, she's echoing that, that maybe they're not so different after all, or maybe they are, I don't know, but it was a nice echo. Yep. Um, I did find the editing was very strange because they give a medal to one person and they say Stamets, whatever, and then Michael gives one of her lines. Yeah, and then they give another medal, and I'm, I'm thinking, like, like, I'm thinking, like, is she talking during that whole yeah, thing? Yeah, is she like, interrupting the medals to keep giving <laughs> she, her speech? Is she interrupting the? Well, yeah, I thought the same thing too. I'm like, what is she doing? I got that it was editing. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, I, I, yeah, that was really odd. I didn't know what they were doing there. Yeah, uh, I rolled with it. But they the were minor, on... that's a that's a picking of a nit. <laughs> they were on, but the cool thing was, you know, they were on Earth. They were in Paris, which is the, which is where the, you know, Federation headquarters. Yeah, that was fun when they're zooming in, and I saw the Eiffel Tower just tiny amongst all the. Yeah. But even when they were zooming in and they were like above Earth, I was looking for familiar things. Oh yeah. You know, which, and one of those familiar things turned up in the last few minutes, in the last minute of the show, but... Um, <laughs> it wasn't on Earth, though. Which, right. But they, so Sarek and, well, Amanda's there, and then she has her conversation with Sarek. Right, they will talk to you. I didn't get anything out of that talk. Yeah. You told me not to give up my humanity, and I didn't know what that meant. Yeah. Oh, I get it. <laughs> she said, don't give up your humanity, I didn't know what that meant, and now she was just talking about not giving up your ideals. Yeah, so the, the same, same way as she said we can't have yeah. Starfleet give up our okay. But what disappoints me... Nice thematic uh, what coherence. Me, what disappoints me is that when they get back to Discovery, they say, we're, sig- we're setting a course for Vulcan to pick up our new captain. And I'm like, what about Saru? Saru's just an acting captain. He wasn't ready. Yeah, but here's what I don't... Here's Okay, here's my confusion. Maybe I missed something. Burnham got her rank reinstated. That's first officer. 
Did she get her whole rank though? I, so so that means Saru goes back down. Right. To I don't. Three I don't understand that. Like, after I don't get it. Two yeah. first officers. Like what's? That's not right. Yeah. Let's see what happens. Unless because, I missed something. I have to watch it again. But. Yeah. I mean, what more could he have done to prove? Or did she just get? Captain? Did she just get reinstated to a rank? And right. Not her that own could rank. be. Maybe she just reinstated but in Starfleet, but she was right. stricken from the record. And um, you know, I'm gonna make a, a a extremely insane prediction, but I feel like this. I, I feel like I know where she's gonna go. Who? Uh, uh, Burnham. Where? I mean, maybe it's obvious, but I th- I think she's eventually gonna make captain. I think she's eventually gonna make captain of Discovery. Burnham. Like, what if at the end of next season? She ends up becoming the captain of Discovery somehow. I'll be fine with that. But, yeah, I mean, she got her record wiped clean faster than I thought she would. I didn't think it, would, I didn't think it was going to happen so soon. Yeah, I expected it would after this all, the dust settled. But at the same time, I feel like it was probably written at such that, like, when they finished it, they didn't know if they were going to be back for another season. So, because I, was saying, nice I, was saying a, I did say to a friend of mine who watched it, I said... I said, forgetting the last ninety seconds of the show, that could have been. Oh, absolutely! That could have been a final, a fina- you know, the final episode of. The yeah, show. it would have been a nice Star Trek, like a, you know, mini series. Min- yeah, pretty much. Like that could have been it. Yeah, pretty much. Um, but yeah, they get back on Discovery. Sarek's with them, and they're heading the Vulcan. Yeah, now interesting to pick up because. Their new I mean, who the heck could the captain be? Well, who did we? Who did I? Who did I say before well, the show? Well, I love what you said. Yeah, but we know it's not going to be the case. But T'Pol. could T'Pol be? The, I mean, imagine for a moment if T'Pol. I hope it's T'Pol. was the captain. I mean, in the novels, T'Pol does eventually become because she is a commander in Starfleet. Yeah, she does eventually become the the captain of. Um, I think she becomes the captain of Enterprise at one point. I think really in the novels, which Enterprise? Oh wait a minute, I'm wrong. Their enterprise? No, she does. No, not their enterprise. She she does become a captain, because yeah. when when no, because she's when the show ends, the retiring enterprise, Archer is I'm assuming moves on to become an I'm going to assume he moves on to become an admiral. Yeah, but Enterprise is not in service anymore. That's when the Federation oh, charter yeah. is signed. So yeah, but she does become a captain eventually. Yeah, that would be cool. Um, I don't know if that'll be the case, but she'll be too old. Yeah, if it's going to be a character we know, that's there's sort of nobody else left. But she's in her 60s when Enterprise ends, so by then she's in her 160s. But what's the lifespan of a Vulcan? I mean, it's pretty long. Like, it's pretty long. I'm talking 300 uh, years long? Or? I don't know. Anyway, it would be very cool. Somebody had this really cool theory that I loved about Sarek, and they were saying that why is Sarek, why does he take to humans so much? Oh, yeah, we've talked about this one episode. And somebody was like, I forget where I read it, but they were like, Maybe Sarek's mentor was Ambassador Saval from Enterprise. And I was like, oh, yeah. Because he spent a lot of time on Earth, and he was the Vulcan ambassador to Earth. And All I was right. like, eh, that'd be okay. Yeah. But, but pretty, that's, pretty that's much, if, if the captain's going to be anyone we know, we've decided it has to be T'Pol, because there's no one else. Right, but it probably isn't going to be, unfortunately. Obviously not going to be Spock, because Spock is sitting on the Enterprise right next to the... Um, yeah, we're trying to think of who other famous Vulcans it could be. Right. Spock's brother? No. No. <laughs> Absolutely no, not. he was never in Starfleet. Nobody, nobody around that time, I don't think. Like, you know, no, the only ones that would be alive are Spock and Tuvok. Oh no, that wouldn't be alive. That wouldn't be alive. I'm uh, sorry, Tuvok wouldn't be alive. Um, I mean, but it could just be at random. It doesn't necessarily have to be a Vulcan. I mean, it's like that's true. They must have ambassador outposts or whatever. Shran. <laughs> I hope it's Shran. I just want to see him so badly on the shows at some point. But anyway, that that's a great little mystery to leave us wondering about. But they they 
yeah, they definitely form it as a mystery because they're like, we have to go get. They make it a point to say we have to go get our new captain. You're like, oh, who could it be? And Vulcan, yeah. yeah. Now it is sort of a kick in the teeth that um, that uh, you know he doesn't get it. Yeah, I was really hoping he would. Yeah, how, what more could he do to prove himself than lead the uh, lead the discovery in the mirror universe back and then lead it to essentially win the war? Right. Like that doesn't earn you a like Michael gets her rank reinstated and he doesn't get anything. Like didn't didn't even Tilly get up to ensign? Yeah. She's like an ensign now. He must at least be number two. Uh, right. Well, we'll see what happens. We don't know. So, um, I think it'd be great if he. I just I was you know I'm sad. I, I really wanted to be our captain. <laughs> yeah. I mean he's still our captain at the moment. But... Right. Right. And you know who knows whatever happens here with the Enterprise. Maybe they never make it to Vulcan, or don't make it to Vulcan for a very, very long time. Well, let's lead it to that. So okay, so uh, they're cruising away, and they're like, "Oh, it's gonna be so great! We're gonna fly the old-fashioned way, no more stupid spore drive." That was another thing too. They're like, "Oh, well, we realize we shouldn't do that." So that there, there's where that goes. Right, and by the way, I, I saw on the after show really quick about the spore drive. Um, the two executive producers of the show were there, and one of them she had said because I think uh, Matt Mira. Had asked, like, Myra. what's Myra? I'm sorry. I don't Myra. watch it, though, because I want you all to get my opinions unfiltered and unbiased. Because you said you tried one and you didn't like it. You tried one as if it was like a I don't like Matt Myra's voice. I don't either. Um, I used to listen to his podcast, too. Because uh, that was a question that was brought up. You know, what's the deal with the spore drive? Does they just abandon it or something? Mm. And Gretchen Berg, I think her last name is, one of the executive producers, she's like, well, they don't just get rid of it. Think of it sort of like... It's a technology that needs to be perfected. Well, yeah, they said they're trying to find a non-human interface, a, a non-human computer interface, or something so... to be able to But do it still, in my opinion, brings up the question, where was it during Voyager's time? Right. You, right. Have to, you have to assume that they're going to use it again, because otherwise that would have been the perfect out. They could have just said right then, this is far too dangerous. Look at all the right. trouble it's gotten us in. We right. are. No one can ever know about this. We're classifying it. Uh, top secret. We're destroying it. Yeah. yeah. We're destroying all records. Never mentioned it again. Discovery had it and the Glenn had it, which... Glenn's a gonzo. Yeah. Um, but, anyway. So, yeah, they're yeah, cruising, cruising along, along. At warp speed. At warp, you know. And Everything here we is go. good. This is, this is like we're in classic Trek now. Yeah. They are <laughs> they are a crew that we know. Everybody's they're happy. They're going at warp speed. You they're know. ending on a positive note. Engines engage. Yep. Fun times ahead. Uh-huh. New adventure awaits. Yep. It could have ended right then and there. Yeah. But they get a distress call. Right. And then we see the screen, which, I mean, what a tease there. What tease is there that it says, oh, the ship is coming up. NCC, and then it cuts away. Well, no, it said NCC 17 and then cut away. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What a tease. But you're like, and I'm just like, of course it's it's what it is. But there were rumors leading up that this was going to happen. Right. And as soon as they said, yes, distress call, I'm like, oh, here it comes. Here it is. But you know what's funny? My thought was, as we were watching Michael's speech. Yeah. I kept thinking, like, oh, there's not enough time to run into Enterprise. And I was thinking, you know what? This is actually the right move. Because if they put the Enterprise in, right, it would cheapen it. And it would take away from this crew. And this is the story of Michael, the story of this crew. And this is the way to end it. Right. And uh, I convinced myself it was better to not have it. Well, let me say this. Now, there were rumors that the Enterprise was going to appear in this episode. But it was sort of like in what fashion. Right. And I think fans thought there was going to be this massive sort of battle, one final battle. And that I think some fan was like, you know, oh, you know, Enterprise is going to come in and save the day. And I was like, well, no, because that would sort of undermine the importance of yeah, Discovery. And you don't want that. I said it should be the other way around. Right. Discovery should rescue the Enterprise. Discovery is going to be doing yeah. that. Which is much better because, like I said, this would that would be like the last episode of Enterprise. Right. 
where it became a next gen episode. Cruising along, the the thing comes in, and obviously it's well. Even before we see that, he says, "I can't really make it out. It's really garbled. Yes, it's a distress call." And he's like, "What's he saying? I'm pulling up the the registry." He doesn't say register, but he says something like identification or something like that. And you see it say NCC one seven, and I'm like, "Oh, I'm like, oh man, yeah, yeah, yeah." Here we go, and, and they then, say it's the Enterprise, Captain and Pike. And he says, "Hails from Captain Pike, sir," and then. Yeah, Sarah uh, and great. Burnham look at each other, and she says, "Oh, it's the USS Enterprise." And then, yep, and then there and it then is. Here she comes, face to face, face to face. And boy, don't they look right together? Yeah, that's the funny thing. Yes, don't they look right together? And of yeah. course, they, they, the Enterprise still looks like the sec is still the sexier ship, in my opinion. Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. it's more fluid, uh, curvy. Yeah. You know, yeah, more angular. It looks a little discovery. different. I know fans are not happy about that, but because it's not like light gray plastic <laughs> and you were asking me on the way over here let's i'm just like you know i don't really have too much of an opinion on that like no i'm not mad like yes i noticed that it looks a little bit different but it's like it has to look like discovery's aesthetic and it fits perfectly i mean what I do think. you want like i think it has the same outline the same shape which some, is what you want i post on a lot of forums and some forum had said on one of the forums i post at who obviously was flying off the handle because it's like oh you know it doesn't look the same it's so we haven't had haters corner in a while but that would be our haters corner you know what you know what i say to you haters get over it it's a dang enterprise and it looks right they didn't make it look totally different you know come on man well let me let me let me just say this so actually i want to try to find that post if i can it's going to be difficult but so you know the guy who posts this on the forum on that he's like no this isn't right He's like, they, something like, you know, oh, they wrecked it. They, da, da, da. <laughs> and he's like, and that's not what the Enterprise looks like in this, at this time frame. It looks like this. And he posts, a, he posts a screenshot of it in its original appearance from the cage in 1964. So it's like, <laughs> it's like you know, it's like practically. The worst effects of all. It's like practically, you know. You can see there the fishing no, There are no lights. It's painted. Like, yeah. it's just painted lights on. And like the, <laughs> and it's like, you know, it's like this, it's the ship's like, oh, it's like, light. it's like white with yeah. like the redness front of the nacelles and the red deflector dish and yeah and you can see the string you practically see it. the string and it's like it's like all right look and you and the thing looks so weightless like it looks so because yeah, yeah. like it's like it's that great zoom in shot of like it kind of zooms in toward the camera and it zooms into the bridge dome and it goes right inside you know the show you know the shot i'm talking uh, yeah, about yeah. they do they do it like twice i think on the show and don't get me wrong it's a great shot i love it but like it, the, the ship looks so like weightless and nothing and i'm just like that that's what you want yeah, yeah, yeah. is that i'm sorry is that what so you want to see I hope someone makes a fan made of like that one next to yeah. the <laughs> discovery. Just well, so silly it well looks. somebody already did. Oh, good. <laughs> somebody already did. So, and I'm, you know, and I'm sort of engaging this guy and oh, sorry, no, no pun intended. Engaging in this conversation, <laughs> and it's like, and I said that I'm like, is that what you really want? And he's just like, I'm like, it's got to be the aesthetic of you know discovery. They can't just it wouldn't look right. It's like you're talking about a 2017 production versus a 1964 production, and he's like. Well, just don't set it in this time, or just say it's an alternate universe. I'm like, so basically, <laughs> don't set it in that time because they can't use a crappy. You ship. can't. I can't. You know, violate aesthetics. That's because Discovery can't fit in with the or the Enterprise can't fit but in. But if that's they the made reason? Discovery out of crappy plastic, then it would all be fine. <laughs> right. Well, and that's the other thing. You know, it was like, is that what you want for the show? It has to, is that how it has to fit into the? It's like, come on, guys. Look, the way, I said to you on the way over here. I said it's like it's, I'm like it's like ninety five percent. Yeah. Right. They just made a few tweaks to make it look like it fits, and right. a lot of that was just to like the color and the right. lighting. Which, and I mean, obviously, I think it looks great. fans are gonna go. N- 
even more crazy. You know, I say, and I say fans, by the way, in quotes, because when I say that, I mean the haters yeah. who call themselves fans or the TOS it, purists, as it I were. I think it looks great. And I'm very excited to see what happens. I mean, wait until next season if we get to see the inside of that ship. Oh, yeah. And it looks like Discovery, and they're just going to... Well, I don't think but it will. here's the thing. I, I was actually... So after the show ends, and we start talking about, on the forums, about what the interior of the Enterprise could look like. And I mean, look, more than likely, it's going to resemble... It's going to look like it's on par with Discovery. There's no... I, I think there's no doubt I about that. I think, right? though, it will... In some ways. Don't forget, the Enterprise is an older ship. But mild ways, I think. I think it'll be. I think it's still gonna have a railing. I think it's still gonna have the primary. Colors. Oh, I don't. I, I don't doubt it. But like, I was looking at the. I was looking at screenshots of the bridge from the cage because that's sort of the time frame that we're in, right? Yeah. Oh, and, it was much crappier. Wasn't and there's it? no. It's much more subdued. There's not a lot of the railings yeah. black. Like it's more like blacks and silvers. And yeah, everything. the uniforms and, are black, so that fits better. No, the uniforms are colored. There's no red. They're blue and gold. So I'm looking at it. Box was. So I'm looking at it and I'm like, you know. I, this could still like I think it could still look like this. It's just gotta give it a little bit more of a modern, yeah, yeah. look to it. I'm like, it, I'm like, look I, again. It's 1964, so well, obviously it's not the gonna fit in. But I'm like, the layout I don't think they'll change. But like, in terms of what color, I think the reason why I thought it fit is because just the color scheme they chose. And I'm like, all it needs is like a, what they're probably gonna do is they may just keep it like this if we see the bridge. Yeah, they'll probably add more like like those like touchscreen panels in front yeah, of more them, lights like on Discovery and, and more lights, but. There's not a whole lot I think they're going to do to it that's going to make it look radically different. I don't think so. No. And but yeah, one thing I do hope that happens is when they encounter each other, they they just just the one line nod of one of them says to the other, "Nice uniform." Yeah, you too. And that's it. They leave it so at that. I I think yeah, and I mean, look, and here's the other thing. Even if it does look like it does in the cage on the inside, I still think that's fine because again, the Enterprise isn't Discovery's a newer ship. The Enterprise at this point is maybe oh man. I think it's at least like seven years old. Yeah, almost. It's almost. It's it's, it's, it's basically going on ten years old. Yeah. So, so it makes sense. It'd be different. One Enterprise. I mean, Discovery would be. Better. It's it's and it's crazy to me that the original series Enterprise actually to me looks more outdated the throughout cage. the series than it does in the cage. The cage. I think because the cage, the cage is less primary colors. Less primary saying. colors. Yeah. yeah. The, the point of the the you know, and I'll just give you a little bit of a nerdy point here, but like the reason why the Enterprise is so colorful. Mm-hmm is only because that's when color TV was just coming um, in. So they wanted to just... Everything had to be bright and colorful. So they just wanted yeah. it to... Yeah. That makes so. sense, actually. And you had to do it so b- right. and bright don't because... The like, let's say TVs at the time would never pick up the gold-copper no. difference from no. Discovery. And the the cage... The original cage never aired on TV back in the 60s. It wasn't until... The, right, until they re-ended yeah, but you also it. Have to, but you also have to look at this look at it this way, too. If you look at the cage as it is now... No primary colors. It's very subdued. It's like again, silvers, grays, golds, and blues. It looks better on in black and white. Hmm. Interesting. That makes it makes sense, right? Yeah. So it's sort of almost done toward a black and white because yeah. that's nineteen sixty four versus nineteen sixty six. Right. So you know. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, we're getting kind of off track. But yeah, so the Enterprise appeared, and so so what I've been what I've been. And and by the way, when she did appear, I mean, I had a feeling it was going to happen. I just kind of lost my uh, lost my shit. I almost had a heart because <laughs> it was just like I'm like, oh my god, like it's actually happening. We're actually going to yeah. see her. And then yeah. and I, I, I love say not to referring to her as a female, but like they always call the Enterprise a lady. And, yeah, I know. It's you know, fair, but it and, like, and as I say, she's the most beautiful girl in the galaxy. Still, uh-huh. yeah, I think she is. Um, but it, also the shot, you know, face to face like that, fantastic. Yeah. 
Yeah. It really kind of, I'm sorry to put it this way, but it really kind of, to me, shows what how ugly I think Discovery is. When you see them together like that, I'm like... I'm going with the Enterprise on this one. Like I don't, think Discovery, I don't think yeah. Discovery's... It's it's that triangle bottom yeah. that I'm just not a fan of. But I think they looked right next to each other. Well, and it's funny because Discovery is based off of an abandoned Enterprise design. Right. So it's almost like you have, you know... Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think they look perfect next to each other. I mean, those are definitely ships of the same... It's uh, hard to get line. a sense of scale because of, like, the camera angle. Like, which one was actually the bigger ship. Yeah. I do think the I think the Enterprise might be only because I remember there was an episode in the middle of the season where Saru said he's, he has to, he's responsible for like 140 something lives. The Enterprise I know has well over 400 people on board. Oh yeah. So uh, so that would make sense though for an experimental ship like Discovery to be a little smaller crew. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. But um it would it would it seems that what I've been hearing is, and what little things Alex Kurtzman, the producer of the show, executive, co-creator and executive producer of the show, is saying is going to happen next season is that the Enterprise is going to play a role in the series next season. Mm-hmm. It's just not really clear what. I mean, one thing he did say was, there were two things actually. The Enterprise right now is the key to sort of delving into why, not only why Burnham is Spock's sister, but why we Spock has never mentioned her. Oh, interesting. Right. Which actually led me to finding. I got. Oh shit! I got. I. Oh, I should have had it with me, because I was reading an article about it, and then I actually found the article that I told you about, where they said it's it's going it's to explain why things look like this in the yes. original series. So yeah. I found what that oh, article found was. It, yeah. I finally That's found great. it. But I got. I. I don't have time to look it. it up. Our plan. Our, our idea didn't didn't work. Yeah. Where they came back to um, a different timeline. They're like, those ships look great. Let's just do that. Well, maybe <laughs> maybe that could be the reason. Um, and also, um, um. Fuck, I lost my other thought. Oh, and so the Enterprise is also going to be a key in sort of identifying why we also um, haven't really heard of Discovery and the other shows. So they're actually going to go down that road too. Because they're also saying by the time Discovery ends, whenever that's going to be, they're, you know, the, you know, assuming they even maybe jump ahead a few years, I don't know. But he's like, he like they said, we're going to eventually be riding, hit the tail end. The tail end of our show is going to sort of hit... The, overlap with the original series oh cool so it's like there has to be some sort of explanation as to why we've never heard of discovery personally i don't really care because it's not like the enterprise is the only ship out there there can be other things happening right and it's so, not like they mentioned every ship that's ever served right Starfleet. And, and as i said before like the more you do that i feel like the smaller the universe yeah. seems but if it is an experimental ship and they do abandon the spore drive at a point perhaps that's just as simple as that like this is a week it's an underpowered ship we're not using the spore drive anymore so let's just get retire it right that that could potentially be it but, but we'll like what's interesting to me is that the the enterprise is you know the enterprise is the hero but in this case, at least from what we've seen thus far, it's not. The Enterprise is the one that needs help. Well, right. The Enterprise and, is the hero of its own show, but this is not its show. And I think that's kind of plays into what I was saying, is that if the Enterprise is going to appear, it can't... Even Everybody knows the Enterprise is the star of the franchise. Right. Everybody knows that. But it's like... I want to see it as though it's the supporting you, you, show. In this case, it's like it's sort of like... It's kind of like saying, yes, the Enterprise exists. It's out there, but it's like it's not your time yet. Like, there was... There were ships. There was a ship before you that sort of was in the right. And it's this and is it, this is like this is Discovery's time. Yeah, and especially because you know, I mean, it's Captain Pike. It's not even Kirk. So right. It's, well, and what's that's good. What's great about this is that we don't really know a lot about Captain Pike. No. 
beyond the cage and what happens yeah. to him later on after the menagerie. But it's like, there's so much in there that you can yeah. mess with. Like, somebody, even Matt Mira, mm-hmm. was like, oh, I'd love to see McCoy and Stamets team up and start insulting Spock. And somebody on the forum was like, it's like, should I tell him? Should we tell him? In other words, like, McCoy's not the doctor at that point. And yeah, thinking, yeah. And I said, and I actually responded, and I, and I actually quoted the McCoy's Wikipedia article, and it said that, yes, McCoy was chief medical officer of the Enterprise in 2266. But I said, that doesn't mean that's when he was assigned. I said, for all we know, he could be on that ship right now. As a low rank. As a lower reporting to the current doctor yeah. at that point. And then I even got into this conversation of, I said, you know, look... There's plenty of room to mess around with stuff or find or establish things. I said, Yeah, you could make because this is a couple years after the cage takes place. Yeah, right. We don't know what happened after that. So it's like, and I said, I said, even though it's an alternate reality, using the first, using Star Trek 2009 as a reference, Mm. that shows how the crew of the Enterprise, Kirk's Enterprise, came together. And they were serving under Captain Pike, if you recall, right, in that movie. But I said, if you use that as a reference, there's no, we've never seen that crew come together in the prime universe. So there's every reason to believe that like, something similar like that. Maybe it went down in but a I similar think we, way. Don't we know though that they didn't come together at the same time like they do in the... right? So like you know, Spock's on there. McCoy yeah, could be on there. On there as we know. You know, I don't know, Sulu or Scotty could be on there. Like, but like sort of like in lower ranks or yeah, different. Yeah, yeah. You know, so like we don't. Or they're or maybe not eventually. Or they're not. But like, yeah. so when you say stuff like that and a fan steps in, it's like, oh, you know. It's like well, unless, we unless know. we know definitive, right. definitively, yeah, you can do anything, and it's like, yeah, and I'm thinking like if we see the crew, because everyone's mm-hmm. like, are we gonna see Spock? Are we gonna see Pike? Like, oh, they can't recast, and I'm like, yeah, I don't know, man. They recast Sa- um, Sarek. Yeah, just because you just because you think in your head that's how it works doesn't mean it's true, right. unless you've seen actual evidence to the contrary right. or evidence supporting it. No, I'm like fucking show me. I the only see... person we know anything about is Spock. Right. As far as when he got there. Right. I think, you know, and I think the Spock thing, I would love to see Spock. Me too. My hope is that if we do see him, they will try to get him to look as much as like Leonard Nimoy as possible. And I only say it only because, you know, I feel like, I hate to even go down this road, but it's like Leonard Nimoy passed away. Yeah. And it's like, I feel like it would be in their best interest to try as best they can to make it look like Leonard Nimoy. Yeah. I even right. think he gets Zachary Quinto would be so cool. He just still does. Well, TV. a friend of mine, a friend of mine asked me, he's like, "You think he'll do Quinto?" I'm like, "I." He still does TV, I think, though. Yeah. I don't think he's, you know, so you know, like it, it but, couldn't get uh, Chris is, Pine to do anything. I think they will. I think they it, could get Quinto if if you're kind of an eagle eye viewer. If you know, if you notice Spock between the cage and um, the original series, there's a bit of a difference to him. Like his his eyebrows are much more yeah. pronounced. Like they're much more narrow. Yeah. And I'm thinking like. They have to make him look like that. Like, they have to make him look like he did. So, like, if Quinto yeah. appears, they have to kind of make him look like... I mean, I think it'd be I great. I would be Don't fine if they gave him the more traditional Spock. If it ends up being Not Quint- the uniform, but the eyebrows. Right. I mean, look, if it's Quinto as Spock and even Bruce Greenwood as Pike, I'd be like, that's fine. That'd be awesome. I don't care. That's fine. That'd be great. Yeah. Yeah, why not? Because it's like, we've already had them established Just as them anyway, afford them. Despite being in an alternate reality. But it's like, yeah, it's fine. I would do that. Yeah, if but there's also them, but there's also the other the rest of the that original crew from the cage that we could potentially see. You know, number one played by Majel Roddenberry. Oh yeah, with the black hair. Um, we could see her. We could see um the other. Uh, we could see Doctor Boyce. We could see the other um navigator on the bridge. I forget his name. Yeah, they, um, they were so, not so great. 
They were kind of no names. Yeah, they were, the and they weren't great. I mean, that's why the, like, the pilot didn't get picked up. It was right. sort of a. But the thing is, crew. we could. But the thing is, we could still see them. I mean, I love the fact that, like, I even was on the Wikipedia page this morning, on my way into work, like looking. I just like, I looked up the USS Enterprise on the Wikipedia, on the on the Memory Alpha Wikipedia. Yeah. And there is an, and it's been updated to have a screenshot of the Enterprise from this episode, and it says. In, uh, I forget the year, I think it's 2259 it takes place. No, maybe uh, 55, I forget the year. Somebody tell me. And it says, but at whatever year where it's set, the Enterprise set out a, sent out a distress call and rendezvous with the USS Discovery. And I'm just like, fucking, it's like they're adding more history to yeah to this. And yeah. they can, they're in a position to add more history right. to the Enterprise. Because like, the, I want to see more of Captain Right, Pike because all the Abrams of... stuff doesn't go in there because it's a different timeline. No. So this is actually very cool. And I always said that... You know, even long before Enterprise came on, like even as a as a kid, you know, I knew about the cage. I I didn't really like it, but like, but I knew <laughs> they were I knew there were two captains of the Enterprise before. This is before Captain Archer, you know. But I knew I knew there were two pe- captains who served on that Enterprise before Kirk did. And I thought to myself, because you have Robert April, you have Christopher Pike, and I'm like, you could do a series. You could do a Robert April series. You could do a yeah. Captain Pike series, yeah. and you could really kind of. To me, that's the most fascinating time. You could fill in so much to see and show yeah, what happened. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny, actually. This came up when we were talking recently about going to see the Solo film. And I we were saying how like, you don't need it. You don't need the Solo film. And I told you, like, it would be like if they came out with a young Pike film. You don't oh, I need know. it. But we'd see it. Oh, definitely. And, like... I, I know, and you were kind of joking about that. I'm like, it sounds ridiculous. But it's like... <laughs> I would definitely see it. I'll tell you. And maybe we'll get that, but in uh, I, series form here. I am really interested in knowing more about, and I know I'm going down a rabbit hole here, but just the fact that we've seen the Enterprise, and I feel like that it's opened up so many possibilities. But I would love to see more focus on the first captain of that Enterprise, which is Robert April. Yeah. We've seen him well, once. How do we do that? We've seen him once on the animated series, but we haven't seen him anywhere else. Yeah. And it's like we we literally like know nothing. Yeah. About that. Well, Spock, Spock wasn't even on the sense. Spock wasn't even on the Enterprise yeah. back then, as far as we know. I think it makes sense that we're getting Pike because it's like yeah. a timeline. It makes sense. Right. Unless April's probably on another ship. Somewhere. Well, I think April is a. Uh, he must be retired. I mean, he's referenced in that episode when Saru is coming up with the list oh, yeah, of yeah. you know. So um, there is, but the thing is, like, and, and you know that's why I'm so happy to see the Enterprise because there's so much possibility. And there's so much more story about that ship that we just don't know about in this time. And there's so much that we can yes, explore. Yes. And we're not we're not sort of like held down by canon. Because there's nothing, aside from the cage, and they mentioned some stuff in the menagerie, what happened to Pike after that. But like, we know nothing. You could, yeah. you could honest to God, do anything you want. Right. And But I think the thing to remember here... Yeah. Given what we've seen from this show... But I know, show, the show's not about the Enterprise, I get it. Right, but, but given what we've seen from the show, this is the characters and it's Burnham, so I think any interaction here is going to be around, like you said, the relationship between Burnham and Spock. Yeah. And something... And plus, Sarek is on the Discovery also, so we get a whole mm-hmm. family reunion going on here. Right. So I think that's where it's going to focus, because what have we seen? We've seen Burnham and her relationship to George O, and we've seen how that, like, carried through the first season. Yeah. And... We saw a bit of her relationship with her adopted father, Sarek. Yep. So I think we're going to get more of that. Because I think it is really about... The show's about Burnham and her relationships. 
Right, and I, know, and, and I know, and I know, it's not about the enterprise, but we'll know, get some just, action too. We'll to get go some with action, it, I'm sure. and I'm, I'm wondering, sort of, and I don't disagree with anything. I'm, I'm excited about the prospects of everything you're saying. I, I'm just sort of like, now that we've seen the enterprise, let's, and it can just be within lines of dialogue. It's like, oh, you know, kind of like they did with the Defiance. It's like, oh, the Defiance patrolling sector zero, what, I forget what you said, zero zero five or something like that. Yeah. Oh, that's one more line of... Because I'm always like, oh, now we can update the Wikipedia page. It's like, oh, the, now the Defiant did this on this date. And it's like... So, yeah, I'm really... What if what if she, what if she gets assigned to the Enterprise later on or something like that? That would be wild. You know, <laughs> and then the show would, just takes off the Enterprise and it just... Yeah. You, give, you know what? And they would they could name it Star Trek Enterprise. Oh, yeah. I guess Sagan. But, I mean, that's the thing. Given the way this show has been... Uh-huh. It wouldn't surprise me all that much, you know, just because it's so. No, I'm it's gonna been so like. I'm gonna tell you who gets a, changing up. Tilly gets assigned to the Enterprise because if you remember when the two of them were jogging, she's mm-hmm. like, if you talking about going to command school, you can get assigned to a Constitution class ship like the Enterprise. Oh, Tilly's yeah. gonna get on the Enterprise, I think. Yeah, that could be. Um, but yeah, so that's what they've been saying that it's gonna be a, it's gonna have a role next season. We don't know how much. Um, yeah, I but mean, I th- but I think they are aware of this whole like we don't want the Enterprise yeah. to knowing this show it'll be two or three episodes overshadow Discovery because it's not what it's about. I say it'd be about two episodes of interacting with the Enterprise and then they're off to Vulcan. Yeah, that's what I expect. Yeah, but it's like what's the distress call? What are you doing? Yeah, something's up. Yeah, so it's very exciting. I mean, it's very exciting. And what a, when's and the premiere? They have, there's no indication. Yeah, yet. not that I know of. But I I loved that touch. Like I I was honest to God getting chills. Like. The Enterprise came into view, the familiar, the fanfare was playing, and then on top of that, when the show ends, they play the original series theme. And I'm yeah. just like, oh my god. <laughs> I, but I was watching it with Julia, and when the Enterprise came up, I said, I bet you Kevin's shitting a turkey right now. <laughs> Julia's his wife, by the way. Oh yeah. Um, but did you, I mean, going into it, did you think maybe that that ship would appear? That we would see the I Enterprise? did until Burnham's speech. Because yeah. I felt it was yeah, so good, that. and it was so much like driving home the ideals of Starfleet and the show, and I really thought, oh, it would just cheapen it now. Well, but so, I don't think it did, because it was so sl- small and subtle. Right. And quick. What surprised me, though, is that how quickly we we, we saw it. Like, I, I was, I didn't think that we were never going to see the ship. I never thought that we wouldn't see the Enterprise on the show. I just thought, maybe it'll just be, maybe like season two. I'm yeah. like, season well, one, you're going to... I'm not look. really going to see it till season two. Right, but like, you know, I know it's like the last like minute and a half of the of the season, but it's like, you know, and she didn't name drop it, obviously, in that episode, mm-hmm. but... Um, Which at the time we thought was silly, because <laughs> there are lots of Constitution-class ships, Enterprise not particularly famous at this point, why is she name dropping that one? Well, that's the thing, well, well, actually, I don't know, I disagree with that, because that speaks to my point where I say we don't know anything about the Enterprise in this time. That's like fair. was it, you know, it could have been this sort of like when when Kirk gets command, it could have been this like illustrious, famous vessel, and it was like, he just oh, added to Kirk the got command of the Enterprise. Think of it like bad example, but it's like oh, Jay Leno's getting the Tonight Show, the show that Johnny Carson hosted. It's like I got the Cadillac, you know, Kirk's getting the Cadillac of right, the, yeah, of the, and of, he just adds to its great legacy. It's, right, it's, I think Kirk. Kirk definitely commanded the longest, so he gave it the history. He gave it, you know, the history that it has, but... Right. This... this... Did he command the longest? Oh, yeah. Even later versions, though? Well, the five... The 
five years and then the refit going into that. What about uh, then, Picard's Enterprise? And then uh, then Kirk committed the Enterprise A. Oh, yeah. So we committed, well, Picard committed the Enterprise E, so we committed two Enterprises as well. Um, but, yeah, there's a good decade of Enterprise of 1701 history that we really know nothing about. Right. And um, we'll get a little something. And it's like, you know, what happened to the, I don't know why I keep thinking about it in terms of of a Wikipedia article. It's like, oh, they can update the original. (laughs) Well, because really, like, when were they ever in a position to update the original, (laughs) to get an update on the original series Enterprise? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Would it be hilarious if they stop and then they get another call and it's like, never mind, we got it. Dilithium problem. Man. (laughs) Vroom. Spock needs his sister or something like that. I don't know. But, um, yeah. So, yeah, we'll, it's going to, hopefully it's not too long. I'm, I'm predicting, um, September. No, I'm going to predict late in the year. Like maybe, I mean, look, it's only February, right? So we've got, you know, December's 10 months away. Yeah. So I'm gonna say I'm gonna say November, or December, and that's what it's January of next year at the latest. But and here's the thing, and I'll just go, I'll just say this really, really quickly. But mm. you watch Game of Thrones, right? I do. What is that like? Multiple years between seasons at this point? Uh, right now, for this last season, yeah, yeah. And it wasn't but, like that before. Is no. it once a year? It was, yeah, pretty much once a year. And this and Walking Dead. So I mean, you have to figure it's gonna be. A year between the two, I can't imagine it's gonna. It's not gonna be like a curb your enthusiasm thing where it's like five. No, I think I think they're gonna want to. Mm, strike while the iron is hot so to I think speak. they're gonna want to strike while the iron's hot and I think that let's be honest I think that show right now for the most part is still carrying CBS All Access yeah cause they don't have the new Twilight Zone not yet and although I have to say I've I'm discovered excited. that I can watch Face the Nation on it and I don't have to wake up Sunday mornings to see it so that's very exciting so anyone with CBS All Access Face the Nation with John Dickerson it's wonderful political programming It's really good. John Dickerson's great. He has a great podcast also <laughs> called oh, the um, man. Political no. Gab Fest. Right. Sleep Political well, Gab Fest. I'll tell you what. Why don't we discuss that on our non-existent Face the Nation podcast? <laughs> That'd be great. Um, That'd be such a ridiculous idea. <laughs> uh, no, so given that I think Discovery is really the show that's sort of carrying that platform. Because let's be honest. I think after last night, a lot of people canceled their service. Yeah. Well, I gotta tell you, so, here's one more thing on that. Yeah. Last night I watched the first episode of MASH before I went to bed on it, so... Jesus Christ. You know? Yeah. No, not MASH. I'm sorry. Taxi. Taxi. Taxi? Yeah. Oh, man, it was good stuff. Well, what I'm saying is... <laughs> Taxi podcast, no, coming no. soon. Oh, my God, no. Um, was a Paramount production, by the way. I figured you'd be a taxi guy. No. Okay. No, I mean, I've seen... I tried a few... Kevin has uh, I used to. a knowledge of oh, 80s sitcoms that is sitcoms um, Rain Man-like. In that you can name a night and a network and he'll give you the li- in the year and he'll give you the lineup. Do it. Well, sometimes he'll have to say, like, okay, what month? Because it was a mid-season replacement. <laughs> That's how much he knows. All right, it. you want, want to scare the audience? All right, do it. All right. Um, uh, 84 CBS September. So, like, right at the start of it. Uh, I can try, I can do, I can't do all of it, but CBS? Yeah. Fall of 84? Yeah. So Monday, I believe it was, uh, oh shit, uh, Scarecrow and Mrs. King, Kate and Allie, Newhart, and then, uh, Cagney and Lacey. Okay. Um, if you switch networks to NBC, Thursday, The Cosby Show, Family Ties, Cheers, Night Court, Hill Street Blues. 
Okay. Yeah. If you switch to Tuesday on ABC, I believe it was who, uh, um, 84, 84. Who's the boss? Maybe Three's a Crowd. I don't even know what that is. It was a continuation of Three's Company. Oh my god. And Moonlighting. Oh yeah. I remember when I was a kid, Moonlighting would come on over here. I'd say them out. <laughs> this is not I, I think I'm not totally positive of the um, All right, well, still, ABC ones. But anyway. Most of um, us can do. And he, NBC, he he's not even that oh, old. It, That's the and, other thing to know, listeners. He's not even that old. Um, like he wasn't watching no, those shows. No, I wasn't watching those shows at the time. Um, oh, and also to add to the Thursday one, 10 o'clock was Hill Street Blues. Did I say that? No. What else did CBS have going on, though? Dallas, Knott's Landing, Falcon Crest, Simon and Simon, Magnum P.I., okay. The Jeffersons. See? Okay. Um, <laughs> new podcast idea, right? Um... But I totally lost my train of thought. Yeah, we're getting uh, far afield here. I'm sorry, everybody. I'm a big nerd. No. Get out. I don't like I'm my just, Star Trek podcast I'm just hosted a guy, I'm by just, nerds. I'm just a guy who wears all black and seems in his emo and knows a lot about TV and Star Trek. What do you want? Um, and now with black hair. And I wear khakis. Yes. Uh, so, yeah. So... Oh! I know what it was. So... Um, really quick, I'll just finish the thought. They need CBS needs to, I think, keep everybody on board for as quickly as long as possible because of that show. And I think we, there was probably a lot. Of, there's going to be a lot of drop off now now that the show is over. But at the same time, there may be a lot of sign up. People are going to now binge watch the show, and they can also binge listen to this podcast. Yeah, so recommend discover this friends, podcast, friends like, and family. If you have friends, just getting into Discovery, please. Friends, because a lot of people, I know a lot of people. I know a lot of people have said online, "I'm going to wait till the season ends, sign up yes. for a month, and binge watch." Now they get a free month too. Now they can binge podcasts. But anyway, I think CBS is probably thinking, "We got to hurry the hell up and get another season on the air quickly." Yeah. So as quickly as possible. Yeah. So I'm going to say like end of this year maybe maybe at the latest january 2019 i think they'll have it by the same premiere date of this season yeah i mean they can definitely when this series premiered they were still f- shooting they were still filming i think they were maybe on like episode i don't know 10 or 12 or something yeah like that. but i also found out on after track last night that when they were sh- when they were airing episode three e- even though they'd already were f- they had filmed a lot of episodes already at that Episode 3 had aired. Episode 3, which was the first appearance of Discovery, they were still mixing Episode 5. Like, sound mixing Episode oh, 5. Wow. Yeah. So they were, like, working up on it up until the last minute. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Love that. So. That might actually put it out a little later. Than but if you but if you assume they start filming, let's say they begin shooting the show in, like, I don't know, May or something like that, or June. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if they're willing to keep shooting they could, while they're airing, then they have Which they did before, but it's like, I mean, that's what... When shows ran 26 episodes, that's what the other yeah, Trek shows did. That's what you know? all shows did. So there's no reason to... So it's like, if if they start shooting in June, maybe July, there's yeah, no reason get, There's no get, reason to think that it couldn't begin airing in like mid-late October, early November or something like that. Yeah. You know, I, don't know, I don't know how ahead of the curve they have to be right. before they can well, say, you know. Yeah. But I think even by the time they took that mid-season break, they were already done filming. Right. Well, yeah, so, that's good then. Um, I think it's going to be uh, back in this. I'm very excited, I have to say. The show has, uh, if we said, we, we had our moments of yeah. not uncertainty about it, but uh, it turned out to be a damn fine season. We are yeah. going to do another, we do know actually what our next episode will be, isn't that right? Are we doing a season recap? Yes. So that's coming. We and can, then we, whatever. Because we recapped the mid season, so it's. Yeah. 
that whatever else we do, yeah. we're going to um, be doing, including probably there some are, interesting uh, rewatch episodes rewatch, of um, Mirror and Mud. and All the episodes that tie like in. That. And also, come the spring, there will be... That comic series is going to continue also. Yeah, we're going to be so, doing those. Uh, and there's another one coming, actually. Like a different Discovery cool. comic series coming. So, um, yeah, there'll definitely be a little bit to tide us over. I don't, you won't hear from us week from week, every week, but... Uh, we, we will if I can help. God, you know, but I will, when the, new, when the next episode comes, it will be, we will be tweeting it out and everything like that, so... Yes. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very... I'm going to end it by saying that, honestly, it's, I think, the best first season of any Trek show I've seen. Yeah, I think so. I think so. And and Next to, the, I mean, the original series, too. But, And it's, you know, it, as everyone said, this isn't Trek, this isn't Trek, this isn't Trek. Really? It's what it says in the title. <laughs> well, you know what I mean. Yeah, the I the mean, spirit yeah. of Trek. If that speech of Burnham at the end was not the spirit of Trek, then I don't know what is. So, yeah. it was... It was just they were they were getting there. They were getting there, and they were taking their time, which we're not used to with you, Star you know, Trek. But it was worth. I'm it. just gonna end it. Sorry, I know I keep saying one more thing. I'm gonna make one more point when I really felt like the show began to feel like Trek for me. And it was a very small thing, and I know I discussed it on the episode when we talked about this. But it was when it was the Harry Mud episode, the time loop, magic to make the sanest man go mad. Mm. When it was after his wife came aboard and, and her father, and they took him oh, and yeah. they left, and the ship went away. Yeah. yeah. As soon as the their ship began to pull away and the shot focused on discovery. And yes. then you began to hear the star Trek fanfare. And then like you saw it cut to Burnham, like walking through the corridor. Yeah. It ended like for the first time, the show ended on sort of a positive note and you finally heard the familiar, like Trek yes. music. And it's like, I'm like, Oh God, I've missed that. Yeah. And also just that whole family fight in the transporter room mm-hmm. was very Trek also. Yeah. You know, there's always like people they're going to transport or someone just transported in and then they're like, oh no, it's you. And then they have this little yeah. bickering. Yeah. It shows up in Next Gen and whatnot a lot too. So yeah. Usually that, when Loxana Troy appears. But um, yeah. So yeah, I think. Troy's mom. Come uh, yeah. We will be looking at other episodes that tie directly into what we've seen in this season from the other shows. So, um, and we're also toying with the idea of um, recording commentaries for either specific episodes or some of the movies. Yes. So, um, Commentary if you guys if you guys want to listen to us while watching, you know, Star Trek Four: The Voyage Home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, our, our I, think, wanna... I think our favorite between the two of us. If we agree that that's yeah, our favorite. Yeah, I can't do the motion picture. I'm sorry. I'm not gonna be. I wouldn't be able to. Yeah, I, I don't know if I could do it. If the motionless picture. If it was edited down by like 45 minutes, I think it could be great. I've seen it edited down to 45 minutes. Oh. It's a matter of cutting out all the reaction shots. <laughs> I love so much of that film. I really I, do. Will you, you, okay, can you really quickly tell them about the time you hosted a meetup to go see it and you left? Yes. Well, okay. <laughs> I, I wasn't there for that. So I always praised that film and defended <laughs> it to everyone, not having seen it in years. And so it was playing at this great cinema in Cambridge, Massachusetts called the Brattle Cinema, and they play all older films. So they yep. were playing a 70 millimeter version of it. So mm-hmm. fantastic. So. I you put, asked me to go, and I'm like, I'm not going. Yeah, I, I put together this meetup for it. It was on a weeknight, and it started at, say, 9 o'clock, right? Oh, God. So, or maybe 8, I don't know. So, a bunch of people show up, and the thing was, so I'm You kept a, asking me to go, and I'm like, I'm not yeah. going. I'm not going. So, I'm a teacher, and it was my first year teaching. <laughs> and something that starts at 8 o'clock, I mean... 
Yeah. I just couldn't do it. So I stayed for about an hour and then I left. You left. So it wasn't yeah. the fact that you couldn't sit in the movie. It was the fact that you had to leave early. Well, I, I did... In the situation where I'm sitting in a theater and I can't be distracted by anything, uh-huh. I start to see its flaws starting to show. <laughs> but I feel like you even said to me after that, you're like, it's just like, my God, that's such a terrible movie. Yeah. There's and it's about... not really. It's really... I don't think it really is. It's no, just... it's not terrible. Yeah. But it's weirdly... Uh, the, the time... The... That movie is... Love pacing is very strange. That movie is... I'm sorry. That movie... I know we're not doing like this, like... half fast review of the movie, but, like... That movie is totally driven, and it's fine. It's totally driven by its soundtrack. And it held a soundtrack. It's, it's well, fantastic. Yeah. I mean, it's... Look, I'm, I'm sorry. You know, I know... That's on par... I'm sorry. That's on par with A New Hope. I really... Oh, yeah. Yeah, that soundtrack. And, you know, it is... Yeah, Star, I mean, Star Wars also is very much music-based, and it's great. Yeah. Um... um I, I don't want to yeah. do a commentary for that, but... Maybe we'll do a commentary for that sometime. Mm-hmm. Sounds like we're moving in that direction. I, I will fall asleep. Or no, I'm... but we'll be, have good things to say. Oh, my God. No, we'll consider it. We'll let you know. All right, thank you. Uh, send us emails. Tweet us. Uh, Tell us how awesome you Only three people have even looked at the Facebook page. I know. So, but I did check it. Um, but, yeah, thanks for listening. And if you made it this far... Yeah, definitely thanks for listening. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.